Good morning. Today is Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. We have the curious practice to blow the shofar every morning during the month of Elul, this Jewish month that leads up to, that helps us prepare for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. The truth is, I can't think of another mitzvah that is tied to a specific day where we actually start doing the action in advance. Actually, I can only think of the reverse because we have a mitzvah to eat matzah on Pesach and we many people have the custom not to eat matzah before Passover. Some even not during the entire month before Passover, so that by the time we get to Passover, we are looking forward to the taste of the matzah. If you've been eating it every day, you wouldn't really be looking forward to it. So we uh, withhold from ourselves eating matzah before Passover in order to appreciate it on Passover. Here, it's just the opposite. You might think that if we want people to really be moved by and shaken by the sound of the shofar, we should withhold anyone hearing it beforehand so that it's a dramatic uh, um, uh, moment when we hear the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. But no, the entire month of Elul, for the full month beforehand, every morning in the synagogue, we blow the shofar. And the reason for that is because the purpose of blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah itself is different than the purpose of of blowing the shofar every day in the, mo- in, the, in the month before Rosh Hashanah, which is what we are currently practicing. <clears throat> now, I hope to discuss with you a little bit later insights to blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, but today I'd like to share with you a great story that can help us understand the significance of why we are blowing the shofar every day for a month leading up to Rosh Hashanah. And this is a story that comes from one of the most famous Jewish storytellers, the Dubna Magid. And he tells the story of a small town in which there was a supermarket. And every day, they would take the cash that they collected from the sales, let's say it was $10,000, and they would send the cash in a bag with a messenger to deposit in the bank. Every day, the same messenger would take the bag with the $10,000 cash in it to make the deposit. Now, in this town, there was a ganaf, a thief, and he wanted to rob this messenger. He wanted to steal that money, $10,000 in cash. He had to get his hands on that money. Every day he sees this messenger going back with this bag filled with cash. But he couldn't figure out how to do it because the bank is on one end of the block, the same block that the supermarket is on, and there are a few other stores in between. But it's a busy street, it's the middle of the day, the messenger is only walking down one block. How in the world is this Ganef going to steal the bag from this messenger? One day, he finally comes up with a plan. 
in the middle of the block, halfway between the supermarket and the bank, there was a tailor. So, this of this thief, went into the tailor shop, and he told the tailor the following story. He said, I work for a very wealthy man, and my boss wants to order a suit from you, a tailor-made custom suit. The tailor says, that's great, that's fantastic. I will make him the best suit he ever wore. It will fit perfectly. It will last forever. He will love the suit that I will make for him. Just tell him to come in, and I'll measure him, and then I will make for him the most beautiful suit that he has ever owned. This kind of says to him, no, 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 that's not going to work. That plan won't work because my boss is much too wealthy and much too busy to spend time coming into the store to be measured. So the tailor said, but, but I have to measure him for the suit. Otherwise, it won't fit. How do I know what size to make the suit? So the of says, I have a plan. I have an idea. I will stand here by the door of your shop, and I will watch the people passing back and forth. And when I see someone, a man, who is the same size as my boss, I will tell you, and you will ask him to come in so you can measure him, and then you'll be able to make the, the suit. And the tailor says, that's a great plan. Happy to help. So the Ganif waits. People are passing by, back and forth, all different shapes, all different sizes. But he waits until he sees the supermarket messenger walking by with his bag of $10,000 cash. And he calls out to the tailor, that's the guy. That man walking by right now is exactly the same size as my boss. So the tailor runs out of his shop. He approaches this man. He explains to him what he is asking him to do. Would you please step inside just for a moment, just so I can measure you for this other man's suit. It'll only take a minute. And the messenger agrees. So the messenger comes in, and the tailor has him stand up on a platform so that he can measure every measurement, the shoulders, the sleeves, the pants. And the tailor has this messenger put on a sample jacket to try on for size, just to see if this is close to the size and how it would need to be adjusted. So the messenger puts down the bag while the tailor puts this jacket on him and starts to measure. And at the moment that the messenger puts down the bag, the Ganef grabs it and he runs out of the shop while the tailor is still measuring the measurer. He runs out of the shop. Now the messenger starts to run after the Ganef. You took my bag. You stole my money from the supermarket. But the tailor starts yelling, wait, don't leave. You're wearing my jacket. You can't leave with my jacket. That jacket belongs to me. So while the messenger and the tailor are arguing over his jacket, the Ganef escapes with $10,000. The Dubna Magad explains, what did the messenger do wrong? He should not have put down the bag. 
If you have a bag with so much money, if you have something that is so valuable, you should not put it down for any reason, even for a second. Don't put down the bag. Because what you're doing is so important, what you're holding is so valuable, you must not divert your attention for any reason, even for a second. The shofar that we blow during the month of Elul is a message to each one of us. Don't put down the bag. What you are carrying now, what you are able to accomplish now, what each of us should be doing now to prepare to meet God on Rosh Hashanah is so valuable to us. We should be reviewing the prayers that we will be saying so that when we say them, we understand them and we can appreciate what we are praying to God. We should be reviewing the year that is coming to an end and what went right, what we're proud of, and what mistakes we made and how we're going to fix them. What will be the path? What do we pray for for the next year? And what path are we going to take? in order to make the new year a better year. That's what we should be involved in. And those activities are so important. They are so valuable. They will so transform what our experience on Rosh Hashanah will be if we engage in them now. We should not divert our attention from that for even a moment. Don't put down the bag and we blow the shofar to remind ourselves this is what this time is for. This is how we should be using this time. Don't put it down. Don't divert your attention. Don't put the bag down for any reason. This is the work of the month of Elul. Don't be distracted. Don't lose what we can potentially gain if we put in the effort, the time, the introspection to be able to appreciate and to be able to take from Rosh Hashanah what is available to us if we work for it. We have to remember at every moment in these last few days as Rosh Hashanah is about to approach, how valuable these days can be. And that is why we blow the shofar during the month of Elul. Friends, I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.